Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Journal of Japan Journeys podcast. My name is Paul, and as always, we have a guest on the podcast who is a foreigner who moved to Japan at some point for some reason or another, and again, for some reason or another, has decided to stay in Japan for the long term. In this case, my guest today is Winston, and he's the first guest on the podcast who actually took the further step to become a Japanese citizen. And that's definitely something I want to talk about later, but I'm going to start off by asking you the same question that I ask everyone at the beginning of the podcast, and the conversation goes from there, and that is why Japan? Like, what brought you to Japan in the first place, and what is it about Japan that then made you stay for all this time? Okay. Thank you, Paul. I. So I'm Winston from Hong Kong. I come to Japan when I was 17. That is 2010 back then. And I've been in Japan for like the 12th or the 13th year for my, for my Japanese life. And why I'm studying when I'm starting my life in Japan is because that I have really scored bad in the public exams in Hong Kong back then. And I am really unlucky that After my year, that is still basing, based on the colonial British education system that you have like three years of high school, four years of university, that, that the things that is familiar with the rest of the world. So I have like a new syllabus to restudy if I have to like do, uh, like a retake for the public exams. Mm-hmm. That is like, I have to redo the whole three years high school life again in a one year time. And、wow. which is not practical at all. <laughs> and I have to seek ways to for get further for the study and not, not to stop or do a retake. I have no chance to retake at these circumstances. So you didn't want to do that one year of intensive redo and then take the exam again. So、yeah. did you just、uh, apply for universities around the world or did you think, oh, I, I'm going to use this as a chance to go to Japan? Like what happened? Now, actually, it's a complicated case. Before I, like, public exam results comes, I have asked my teachers in my high school that should I, if I score badly this time, should I go forward?、Uh, should I go forward or do a retake or should I seek other ways?、Mm-hmm. That my teacher said, said that if you score really bad in the CE level,、mm-hmm. if, that actually is different from the British one, but just let, keep things simple. Okay.、Uh, see? Yeah, we don't need to explain the entire Hong Kong system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But I think well, if I say the British system, then everyone will have like a better figure for it. Kind of, no, yeah. Yeah. There's, I was really scored better. It grew up in the C exam, except for English language and what economics. I get a, like an average pass there, and then everything is like just、uh, like a minimal. Score for that and promote, get promoted into like the rest of the high school life that doesn't make any sense for university, for the application for university. Okay. So the, my teacher said if you score really bad in the CE, then A level you are just wasting money and time, then you better to find like other ways, like so for what, specialized schools,、right. like other ways to like, connect to the university, but not going to the general way or even work, start working. But Since you are like speaking well in languages, why don't consider like studying or like, overseas study abroad? Teachers like advises. Okay, that makes sense. So, like, 
Yeah, I mean, in America too, we have that system of mm. of uh, you know, if you don't get into university right away, mm. there's like local colleges or, or as you said, semongaku, like um, yeah. specialized or, specialized schools, and then often that can be like a step into university in the future or something like that. But okay, so your language ability though gave you this opportunity to maybe go abroad. So yeah. is that the advice you took, or what happened? Um, that is the like the beginning of the whole Japanese, like the, the beginning of all the things that I start thinking because study in Japan. Okay. Uh, after the that advice that I was like quite a bit serious in like seeking other ways than like just going to get promoted to high to the like A level mm. or to the high school or even the university in Hong Kong. And at that point of time, I'm already like a, an otaku. Thanks for my like really horrible. Uh, junior high and high school life. <laughs> oh, so you, so okay. You were already an otaku at that point. So you were yeah. already into like Japanese anime and things like yeah. that. Yes, yes. Okay. Like after seeking for all the the like other ways for my future, like at that point of time, mm-hmm. and there are like ways like simple as like going to a language specialized school by founded by the university. Okay. On language, on Japanese, Japanese culture or Japanese Japan, uh, what's that? The uh, Hong Kenku, Japan's research, yeah, something like that, uh, or uh, or just like simply just go to Japan. Okay, that's a, like the most obvious and wait for me, and especially to like to get probably I will work as a translator or like working a field or field or industry that I requires language. Referring to my high school, to the skills that I had in high school. Well, okay. I just have a question though. You you mentioned that your English when you you took the test, your English score and language score was good. But did you have Japanese language at that time too? Unfortunately, no. Japanese language for Hong Kong generals like uh, school syllabus. It will be a thing that is for the new syllabus. Hong Kong education system in my age still did not count Japanese language as a foreign language subject. Oh, they have so, French. So you, you couldn't take it for credit. Yes, basically. you cannot take it for credit. Yeah. Got it. And but after what? I don't know why. After my age, they had it. <laughs> wow. Okay. So you you were you were unlucky to not be part of that uh, that syllabus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's my teacher. That's my teacher that gave me the advice that you have to seek other ways. That for the, this age of kids that cannot do a retake on the like the syllabus and have like fewer subjects choices in central you are really born in a bad age <laughs> so was was japan like absolutely mm. the option that you thought of first or did you think well maybe i could go to the uk for example or anywhere else actually uk was the first it was. Uh, it was the first on my list but finally comes out that if english you can study like in everywhere of course, it's not counting the like the accents things or in central, but it's just the English language so you can study everywhere. But Japanese will be definitely something that you can have. You have to study in Japan. Got it. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Okay, so so you you thought about that, but the practicality of mm. of studying English in England versus Japanese in Japan, mm. Japan made more sense. Yeah, and English even like the English ability. I'm not really like good in English. Like I have already made like tons of. Like tenses or agreement, my grammar mistakes till now, but actually, like especially, I don't. At least I can speak English. Yeah. Like, well, that. your English is just fine. I mean, it's it's maybe uh, it maybe doesn't 
feel as natural because you you use really nothing but Japanese nowadays. <laughs> but but I mean that's even for me like already a couple times in our conversation tonight we we. Like I couldn't think of the English word, so I said the <laughs> Japanese word first, and then you know, like yeah. like semongaku, you're like semong. Ah, okay, it's, you know, specialty school or whatever. <laughs> and I mean, that that happens all the time. Yeah. That's totally normal. Okay, so so you you decided that Japan was maybe the route to go. Did you go to like a language school in Hong Kong first, or did you come straight here? Come straight here. Actually. Wow. Okay. Really. Because I have like not counting the writing or reading stuff first. For speaking, I have like I've mastered in Japanese animation. Thanks for like four or five years, like being like drowned in the animation. Thanks to the really horrible high school, junior school, and high school life that I have experienced, that I have to get escape from the real life into the animation world, into the two okay. D world. So, and that's plan the turn out planted the seeds that I will choose for the like the decision that I will make in the future. Okay, what? Well, okay, this is interesting to me because I'm a language teacher.、Mm. Watching the Japanese anime, how did did you set out to make sure you learn the Japanese as you were watching the anime, or did you just kind of learn it as you go along? Like, was it a plan to? Because it's it's so easy、mm. to just like read subtitles and only kind of pay attention to the Japanese,、mm. and you never really pick up the language.、Mm. But if you picked it up through that, like, did you plan on studying through anime, or did it just happen? It just happened. It's a high school year. This is the year one of my high school. I started to tr- self translate a so-called visual novel games. That is love simulation games. Those are games that you are in nowadays American or the English speaking country. We call it visual novels because it's just novels with like with girls with girls pictures and speaking and the voice speaking. But you have to read a lot of words, plain text. Got it. Yeah,、okay. they have the facial expressions, the changes, or that they have the voices and they have audios in Central. But basically, they are low those things. You can yeah, they have like Sanju Manji. So it's three hundred thousand words of Japanese.、Okay. Generally, so it's, it's visual novels, but it's a lot of reading so, and to okay. So for kanji things, for the kanji, so the, 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 the Chinese characters in Japanese. Thanks to I'm a Chi- thanks well I'm being a Chinese so I can read this but they have difference and for the hiragana and katakana that's the pure Japanese characters yeah you do need to do some re- the, like、uh, translation or like research for that right yeah because I mean you might be able to read the meaning because you know the characters but you don't know what the Japanese word is for yeah, yeah yeah that is that is a big foundation for me prepare now. For the language, for the future Japanese language studies, and also I love to like try find the like the Japanese lyrics of the songs or the special、right. like special lines of the anime's characters. Okay. They try, and then try to like pronounce their words or speak out their words. Those words as the voice actor did. Okay, that's that's really cool that that you have. Just kind of that natural ability to pick it up,、um, because I think that's that's relatively rare. I think most that not everyone can do that. And I do have one other question though, which is I, I've heard again and again, and, be, and because I watch anime too, I can I can definitely see the truth in this. But I've always heard that you shouldn't learn Japanese through anime because anime Japanese is not like daily Japanese in Japan. Yeah. So so can you talk about 
How, how did that work out for you? <laughs> uh, that's finally that's why I had still need to go to the like uh, Japanese language school, Nihongo Gakko in Japan. That's because first I didn't write, that didn't like write, and I didn't really like can read like without read the Japanese text without problem at that time. Still, got it. I can speak, I can speak, I can talk, I can listen, but I have worse with. Written text, and that's why I have to still go to the language school, and that's the plus the like the time that I find that oh shit, the anime Japanese don't works. Uh. Can, for example, you call uh, teachers, you have to call them like Mister blah 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 in English, is it? right? Even in English, like Mister blah blah blah, but not directly speaking to the, to the name or calling like. Even using the word like you, they, her, she is like considered impolite. In yeah, the pronouns are yeah, not. pronouns are not allowed for teacher. You have to speak the name with the Mister Mrs. prefix there. Yeah. Uh, so called like nani nani sensei, nani nani sama or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you have that. You have that title. You know, yeah. san sama sensei. Um, uh, but it's always going to be the name. You never say uh, you or you. you. Not even. Not even in. Interesting, not even in third person. So, yeah. if if you and I are talking about an, another teacher, yeah. we would say, "Oh, Nani Sensei." Yeah, Watanabe Sensei. We wouldn't say Kare or Kanojo or like something like we wouldn't. Yeah, it would be Dare Dare Sensei always. The first formality. The first trouble with the I made is I call a sensei another because in English you just say you, isn't it? For those yeah, kind of situations, yeah. you say you, then then you have to get a translate. Even in Chinese, it's the same. So you get a translation in the mind, and this is called sensei. About some question about lectures or something that I use yeah. the word another. That is you in like plain translation, but it's considered impolite in Japanese, and that I and then the teacher is like with a really like serious. Face in on her on her face and then say, not another sensei, so Mister or Missus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it's and it's tough for English speakers too because we always. I mean, it's just natural in English to say, "Oh, what what did you do today?" <laughs> uh, but you're not you're not going to say that to uh, uh, Japanese, Japanese because those direct reference pronouns are yeah, not yeah. polite. So you had the experience of a little bit of. A little bit of having to move from anime Japanese to daily Japanese to language school. So that means you came from Hong Kong to Japan and went to language school here at first. Is that yes, yes, yes. Okay, and where were you? Did you come to Tokyo or where were you at that time? My school was in Takutano Baba, so it's around Shinjuku Tokyo. Okay, so it's pretty central, well, western yeah. central Tokyo. Yeah, but the point is, I was living in a dorm in Saitama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember you telling me that. Yeah, you had to come from Saitama every time. Yeah. Because I because the, I really applied late. The course started in like in the October first October two thousand and ten. I still remember that's a Chinese National Day. Then okay, and being a Chinese National Day and being a bitch, let's see. Traitor of Chinese people because I'm going to a country that is hostile to Chinese. <laughs> yeah, yeah, on the national day. <laughs> on the national day, and then and then, uh, you know, a little over a decade later, you become Japanese. Like, um, <laughs> so, as a as a full as a story of traitor, that actually. <laughs> yeah. Well, how long did you how long did you study at the language school? Uh, one point five years. You know, Hong 
Hong Kong or the, the rest of the world, they, we have a summer schedule. Like, we start our academic schools year, like, in around August or September, isn't it? Yeah, it's like America. And Japan, and Japan, when we will start our academic year? April. Yeah, yeah. and that's why it comes to 1.5 year. It's an adjustment and also the, also the, like, at least you need a year to master your Japanese, actually. For the general cost. Most, most people more than a year, <laughs> a year I think. I, again, you're kind of a special case. No, I'm just talking about like this, this, so this call, the school cost. According to school cost, you did at least one year. And then to get the adjustment for the, uh, what, for the like academic year difference from your own home country's academic year to the Japanese country, that makes up the 1.5 year. Yeah, I mean, I, I had to do the same thing. When, yeah, I, yeah. when I finished my graduate degree, yeah. I came back to Japan in September because I was yeah. based on the American school year. Yeah. And so I had to find a part-time job for six months before I could start you know, uh, working at a university in April, yeah. the April school year. Yeah. So was, was the language school five days a week, eight hours a day, or like how much Japanese were you studying? Um, that really differs differs from like the policy of the language school. My language school is a bit strange. Like they have like eight hours course on Monday and Friday, and then seven hours course on <laughs> on Tuesday and Thursday, and only six hours in Wednesdays. Oh, uh, okay. Well, that kind of makes sense. So that you know, you get a little bit of of. A- you can relax a little bit and then go intense on both ends of the week so that it's not... If it's intense every day, it might get really draining. But. And I think that is also have, like, some um, con- concerns of for those children's needs to, like, do part-time jobs to earn for livings. Got it. For okay. those poor... Actually, for those poor... Luckily, I'm not those ones. I always spend no time on studying or oh, playing games around. <laughs> So you had you had the finances to just yeah. go to school. Okay. So year and a half, and after that year and a half, at that point you were like completely set on staying in Japan, or did you actually think mm, maybe I'll go back to Hong Kong or somewhere else? Like I was thinking, like I will still stay in Japan, but not for life at that moment. Like, okay. Long term, maybe like like five or six years at least. Like I let me like finish my university first. Okay, so you had it in your mind that you were going to stay longer, but it wasn't in your mind yet that it was going to be permanent. Yeah, yeah. I won't. I don't think that it will be permanent. I have at the during my high school, like the university days, I still concerned. I still consider that even I don't want it. Uh there are some point of there will be a, some point of time that I need to return to Hong Kong and never return to Japan anymore. Right. Okay. Um, okay. So if the year and a half language school, and you mentioned that you were going to then enter university. So, um, what was that process like? I mean, because mm. you you took those exams in Hong Kong, but I mean, did you have to take Japanese university entrance exams, or what did you do? Not the exactly thing that they are calling that that the general Japanese students are taking, but there are a lot still there are so called what's that. Uh, uh, exchange student test. So exchange yeah. student test. You have to get it to, in, instead of the public center exam that the Japanese student take. Yeah. And also, each university has their own like a special test on so test or exam for the like ent- the entrance exam. 
Okay. For ISCO, even the, for the for the university that you're working at, and for the university that I'm entering. <laughs> okay. And they have those kind of things. That, so you had a general test, and then you had a specific entrance requirement from where you went. Oh, did Did you apply to more than one school? Or oh, one? sure. <laughs> okay. How many did you apply to? I think finally it turned out like uh, I have three, probably three to four. Three to four. And one of them just get failed because I because my TOEFL because thanks for the TOEFL center they sent the TOEFL result late and why well, I don't know why my why my TOEFL letter why the TOEFL result we came to we go to Germany then Japan but oh so okay so you you got screwed by one place because the TOEFL didn't send your test yeah and that sucks is, is that is that the place you really wanted to go or to a certain extent yes oh no oh. that really like. I can end the whole like Japan like exam tell earlier, but thanks to that, I have to that become a, li- a little bit longer for that. No, that sucks. Okay, all right. So, so you ended up coming to uh, the university. I mean, that you chose, or was it like that you felt it was? How did you decide on which university to go to? Obviously, um, not the one that that didn't get the TOEFL score. But. Yeah, but including that that university, there there are like three to four suggestions from my uh, FISSE back to the uh, Japanese language schools. In okay. the, there are the career, there is a career like careers like careers. Uh, what's that? Uh, counseling 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 service for there, and then there's. The teacher that's responsible for the the like career counseling told me to pick like five or six university and then I dropped one or two, which is like too far somewhere in Nagasaki, Nagasaki or whatever. <laughs> okay, so oh, so you applied not just in like Tokyo area but all over Japan. Yeah, uh, oh. if I want to study like economics or like the economics or like the commercial stuff what should I where should I go some, some question like that but finally turned out, out that I didn't study the economic or any commercial related stuff in my in the university life though so. <laughs> okay oh. alright so you chose your university and you went for it was four years like four typical four years General, general four years university. General four years university. Okay, yeah. and like overall, how was that experience for you? Because I mean, mm-hmm. you at that point you had the, you were your full otaku mm-hmm. anime lover, and you had time in the Japanese language school, but mm-hmm. um, then the university must have been something completely different again. So how was that? Uh, it was a hard time for me for the first year especially i have joined the like the what's that at uh, school festival commi- uh, organizing committee okay those are this is the first time for me to like facing japanese that is like at my age but not the teachers or those ex- have experienced uh. with foreigners so i turn out that like now like till now i like rethink the like the actions, the things that I did to my school this is I completely screw up. I completely cannot like get used to the Japanese cult- students culture at that time. Yeah. But at that time I'm using like a like more like a Hong Kong or more at least 
more close, more like an ideology, like more close to like Western American or the British things. That they that makes me like I being a like a rude guy in the in the among the Japanese students. Okay, and I mean, was it was it like was part of it uh, like the senpai kohai relationship, like a junior senior relationship, so that kind of exactly. thing. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's. I mean, I think that's one of the the hardest things for any foreigner to adjust to in Japan is yeah. is navigating the social norms of junior yeah. and senior hierarchy. <laughs> And especially there are some students, especially for our university, there are like, plenty of students that get used to foreigners. So they don't really, for those kind of students, they don't really mind that. Yeah, they know. Yeah, yeah. they know that they know that, that that's the how to get used to the foreigners. And to and to be honest, for those kinds of student of schoolmates that like get used to foreigners, they do, they also think the Japanese here is like a semi-cold high care, like it just sucks. Man, don't suck. <laughs> Troublesome, all the like the reasons of travels, uh, things get the like breaking the peaceful is actually that kind of sad by call I feel. Yeah, no, that's that's true. Like, <laughs> I, I've had enough. I mean, obviously, I teach a lot of really highly motivated English learners who uh, go out of their way to try to understand uh, outside of Japan culture and. Yeah. Yeah, most of them are just like senpai gohai is so annoying. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but but, you, but it's it's yeah maybe annoying, but it's one hundred percent necessary. I mean, you yeah, got to yeah. figure it out when you're here because yeah. it's it's just the reality. Yeah. In <coughs> the, still the like most not memorable like memorable to to say or like makes me like uh like. I don't know why I was screw up back then. And now I know ah uh, uh, stuff uh, is a uh, I've joined the English club in the university. Yeah. For like I really want to improve my English about that. And you know Japanese English club is actually drinking club. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, okay. Nomi no, I've, 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 I've heard that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's really true and then they do come do some English activities. But, you know, for a kid that I, for a kid like me that have like, at least better English than them, mm-hmm. then like when the senpai speak and then they say, okay, I'm sorry for the sorry, poor English and then I said, oh no, senpai just speak well, really well. And they, and the, the person that being like, I've been commented by me, say, oh, thank you, thank you. But for other senpais, just talk to me later, and then you're, you're really rude for that. Mm. You should not, you are, that's, a, that's your senpai, that's your senior, you cannot comment on that. And after this, and plus, realize that that is not English studying club, but uh, drink, it was a beer, it was an alcoholic uh, club, <laughs> and I get rid of this, this F king <laughs> club. I I, yeah. I think your example right there is really important too yeah. because I think that's a very absolutely common natural reaction mm. for a Japanese person saying oh my Japanese isn't very good you know your reaction is going to be oh no actually it's fine it's great and but yeah but if you're the kohai <laughs> yeah if you're the junior in the relationship you're not supposed to just like kind of butt in and comment even if it's a you're saying a nice thing yeah. yeah. 
uh, it's still like out of turn. Yeah, right? you're you're not you're you're doing something that you you, you can only do it. Yeah, you're at a high, you're at the higher ups. Right, right. But, Which is you know it, it does not compute for yes. me as an American either. Yes. It's like yeah. well, okay. it's not comfortable at all and. Even I think I was grew up back then. Uh, even now, then I think of the, this event back then. I still can't. I I think I will just. I won't say sorry now if I face the same situation. I will say after you can get a nine hundred score in TOEIC, then you can criticize me. But before that, just f- shut the f up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, well, that's yeah. again as a foreigner, yeah. you can sometimes yeah. be like. I exist outside of the system. Like, yeah, I exist outside of the system. Not outside of system. Not only just outside of system. I have the power to criticize you, man. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't speak English as well as me. Yeah. I, I, it's still the one the senpai kohai thing that still mm. blows my mind or mm. boggles my mind is. Um, I used to do budo, right? Martial arts, yeah. and and so when I first joined the school or the dojo, mm. um, you know, I started at, a, at before these other people that came later. Mm. But I took like because I actually because I um, mm. uh, I went back to the states for grad school. When I came back, it had been like two or three years since I'd done anything. Mm. So I was, you know, I my skills had gone way down, yeah, etc. Yeah, yeah. But when I go back to the school here mm. in Japan. I go back to the dojo, and and uh, those people who came after me are way better than me now because they've been training constantly, yeah. right? But I'm still senpai because I was there first. So like <laughs> yeah. I'm co- I'm totally incompetent compared yeah. to them, but they're treating me like you know I'm you know I'm senior and I'm high up. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, and I, and that's yeah because in America it's so often like you know we. It's not a. It's certainly not a perfect system, perfectly run system. But we we kind of believe mm. our hierarchies work on competence. Like if yeah. you're the really good dancer, yeah. then you can give advice to any of the other dancers to yes. help them. Mm. But not in Japan. If you're the kohai dancer, even if you're way better, you can't give advice to your senpai. Yeah. yeah. And that's why the that's why the Japanese who hate this kind of hierarchy get out of Japan. Yeah. Yeah. And. And that's also why Japanese who, like, you know, returnee, they come back to Japan and they don't like that system, mm. can often be kind of treated differently because, like, oh, you're not really Japanese anymore yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Okay, so university, that's, that's cool that you can look back at those experiences and see, oh, okay, that, I see how, now, now I understand. Now I understand, and, but, yeah. I won't, but I think I would be ruder than, than back then. Just instead of just, oh, maybe I just screw up, sorry. Yeah. Well, how how have you translated those experiences into your working life now? Because you work for a Japanese company, which you know always has the image that they have very strict like hierarchy and social rules. So, like, uh, can can you can you elaborate on that? Actually, I'm not really get used to that system, and I really thank, uh, really thanks for thanks God for that. That I'm trans being transferred to a like a foreigners oriented <laughs> department that is the game translation department. Ah, okay. So like, right, there are no discrimination or like this hierarchy thing to, because you have those kinds of things working in a foreigners oriented department. You're probably not doing anything. 
Mm. We, you, you have to co- even your if, let's say example if you are Chinese you have to co- get or cooperated with or not only Japanese but we also with the English speakers because you have to, your you have to translate your game to English versions and vice versa for the Japanese or the English or the English speakers and thanks for that I'm not going to I wasn't facing that much but well I do really face these school of things back to the companies one before. The one that I'm working now, that's definitely top down. No objections. No objections will be heard. They try to. They kind of shows that I'm hearing you, but after the hearing, they just stick stick to their original plan and then get screwed up and then take the get the responsibility to me. <laughs> okay, so you you've worked at two different companies and actually three. Three, okay, but the first one was very like traditional top down. Wow, really? That was a really screwed up. Uh, and, and the place you work now is more like you're kind of in the foreigner oriented yeah. division. Yeah. Okay. So, well, you, you mentioned game translation. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we didn't, we didn't, I didn't ask you what your job actually was. So, uh, you you turned your otaku past into otaku present right <laughs> basically you, yeah. you you managed to kind of live the dream so to speak of yeah. of getting into the industry that you were interested in yeah um was that was that your plan coming out of university or did it just happen or like or, or was you were you always pursuing that as the likely thing to happen or like how did that how did that unfold but uh it's really complicated, and I'm not. I finally reached my like. I have finally like. I've succeeded to like fulfill my dream, but it's not straightforward at all. The mm. first time that like the so-called sort was that uh, the shirokatsu, so the uh, the job hunting activity, just before your graduations is really tough for me. I since I was a, like a. Like, I am a good student, but I'm not a good creator. I'm not good content creator, the creating animations, comics, games, or whatever. Okay. So, those companies don't need me at all. Okay. I mean, my skills is like, is a mismatch with the industry that I am hoping for to join. Uh, so, you really wanted to get into, like, the creative aspect. Yeah, I have applied to the, like, the famous company that just name one, name, name the one that you want, like Bandai, Namco, actually they are the group company now, and yeah. like uh, Square Enix, so those, those kind of like game, famous game makers that you can think of, but like all failed, haha. <laughs> and sorry, that makes me end up in, uh, during being a programmer in, uh, uh, like what's that, Dobutsuru, uh, so it's a logistic, logistic solution company. Okay. Then there's a complete top down. You have no, uh, you have to work on like no paid OT overtime works. Yeah. Uh, uh, very classic Japanese really, company. Really, yeah. really like the classic. stereotype. Yeah. And yeah. uh, the, the so-called the fam company is family, but you have to work overtime for no overtime overtime payment. It is this something that even unacceptable for in Hong Kong. So so company is abusive family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, abuse, it's an abusive family. It's like it's a like DV domestic violence family at all. I do think so. <laughs> so, so so before before uh, before getting you know you, you didn't you didn't get your dream life. You got the stereotyped life first. Okay. Yeah. So after that company, what happened? 
Um, I turn out I'm not a person that is good at programming, especially I'm an emotional, you know, emotional person. I'm not that like rational person. If you want to write a program, you have to make your logic, your mind really clear, really precise. You know, uh, mm. in programming. You miss a comma, you are getting error. You are getting a, a screw, or like a, a screw off world. The whole thing falls apart. The whole thing falls yeah. apart. You just because you miss a comma or you misspell a word with our a or uh, an extra a or whatever the hell you had make the whole programs for, uh, like full of error, 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 error. Yeah, but I could never do that either. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I can't, I can't do that level of. Komakai, like, you know, precise. De- detailed, precise work. Detail precise just, work. I'm not that kind of person yeah. either. So, like, I ended up being, like, nearly being forced to be a salesman in the company. Yeah. And I say that, like, I know I'm not a person emotional as me as never a good salesperson. And I end up to, like, reti- no, not retired or that, like, Leave the company. Uh, resigning. Resign. Yeah, resign. Then we end up resigning. Attending uh, the letter of resign. Being three months of employ uh, of needs. Not in education. Uh, that ex- education training or what? Employment. Uh, not in employment, education, and training. So for the second company that I'm working, it's funny. It's anime goods company. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, that's your dream, Rinson, isn't it? Nah. I was making goods for girls, animation like for the animes for girls. That is means that you have you can, you don't see anime girls, but anime handsome guys. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky you. Uh... <laughs> like that, like it's yes, it's my dream. Wait, I mean you were you you got into the industry, but. The wrong, wrong side, side of the industry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, this and that makes me uh, makes me screw up in my second drop life again. And sure. finally, I actually I have like made some like famous uh, anime goods to, and make a profit. But my company said, "Well, no, we are focusing on like girls' uh, animation stuff." So you are. We, I advise you to resign. Ah, uh, because you, 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 again, had this idea, but yeah. you're like, no. No, and I actually have, like, made some, like, really good suggestions or, like, uh, plans for the company. I, this is, it's me that suggests that we can have, like, acrylic stands, mm-hmm. um, that instead of just keep making key holders or the badges that all, or the, uh, so, so like expanding the line of goods. Expanded, yeah. Expanded oh. the lineups and uh, also the titles, the games that are the animes that we are making goods for. But uh, the company, my boss don't take it. And if I choose to take the resign advice, they can save the like the what's that? The penalty, the penalty payment for firing me in Japan. Mm. But at that point of time, I'm already like uh, I know I was this like. Like I was hated by the my higher up, so I choose to like hand out the letter of like resign instead. Hmm. That really breaks my heart, and especially one of my coworkers said it. Winston is the one that is working most happily in the company. Why you choose to resign? 
uh, you are the better as of a higher ups man. <laughs> and that really, what really breaks my heart for this company is that after they said because you only Vincent only good on boys animation stuff, not for the girls. So I advise you, I advise Vincent to get resign. Yeah, they make goods for boys animation stuff after I resign. <laughs> It's like it's like the Hong Kong curriculum changes to allow Japanese, <laughs> yeah. and then after you are already finished, and then after you leave this company, they go to boys-oriented anime. Jeez, your timing is uh, not not very good, Winston. <laughs> yeah, and most means we like really they get angry or get mad to this company is that they are making goods for the games that I love most. Really? So they, it's it's like. Wow, that, that, that's it's almost a nightmare scenario. You really hate the company and hate the higher ups for that. But thanks to that, I get to my like recent job, not the exact department I'm now, but I have go to the uh, dream, well, like, sort of extends a dream job, but also like a dangerous job that is uh, making this is like animation making, but adults only stuff. <laughs> Mm. Uh, I don't know, know how could I go deep for the porno stuff. I, I just like I work in this industry. That is, and, and you're in the translation part of that. But right now, right now is right now. No, now I'm in the translation of the games. But back then, I was employed as a animation like was it editing assistant. Editing, okay. So assistant editor, maybe. Okay, so you basically got into the anime business, but the adult. Yes, but at all, but so it's a and again and other like like a strange yeah <laughs> path for uh like for otaku maybe I don't know. It sounds like it'd be a dream for a lot of otakus. <laughs> it can be a dream, but this is not something that you can like say proud say like speak in proud loudly in the public. Oh, like yeah, like if someone asks you, "Oh, what do you do?" Like, well, I make. Anime porno. Right? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, that's not something you just just come out and say normally. But well, I mean, personally, I don't, I don't have any problem with that. I think that's a uh, an industry that that has such a huge audience that it, it's kind of ridiculous that you're not. It, it, well, I mean, I guess that's how society works. But it seems strange that considering like how many of the masses of people consume adult products, but yet. <laughs> You can't ever claim that you are part of the production of those things. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of ridiculous. But anyway, um, okay, so you were an anime, you were the uh, editing assistant, hmm. and was it your idea to move into translation? Like you thought that would be better, or was it you just transferred there, or like transfer order? Transfer of order, yeah. Of course, it's a Japanese company. You are always being. A family member, a well-obeyed family member in the big family, right? Right, right. <laughs> so, so where the division you're in right now may not be permanent either. They might send you somewhere else yet. Maybe, but I think it's a permanent because, like, we in our division is like really lack of men that we have to <laughs> employ like two or three times of man that I was first like I would say I I, I speak it in a better way when I go into the death team death team like 
consists of like six to eight person. Now it's twenty four now. Oh wow! Is it because there weren't enough to begin with, or because like the, there, there's just more work? More work and it's profitable. Um, uh, and Japan, to be honest, Japanese game is cannot be like self sufficient within the Japanese market anymore. So they need the export. They like, need the for foreign country. They need the foreign market. Finally, they finally realize that they need the foreign market. <laughs> well, that's good on them to realize that because there's yeah. a lot of companies that that of other products that haven't realized that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, when when did they make that realization? Just recently, or like? I think for those popular games that you can like. Generally, all the animation that you can generally really name of like One Piece or uh, the Dragon Balls that refers to the like normal animation or games companies they realized it in the early 2010s. But for right. the adults only games companies or adult only content company, they finally realized that they have to do something like in the late 2010s, after 2016 or something. But so that's when the adult and industry decided, oh. Ordinary anime rely, you know, they they're doing great mm -hmm. in the foreign market. We should too. We should too, and they are seeing their like their incomes or like their sales is actually shrinking in the, the like in the Japanese market because more and more people don't touch adult games, but instead they go to smartphone games. You can uh... adult games are generally is the same as the visual novel stuff that I have speak uh, we were talking about at the beginning. You okay. have to sit on a sit in front of a the PC. You have to read through those text also did with some like sexy pictures and sexy voice or words. But still, you have to like stay in the PC like for hours and then you have to press end continuously to keep the like keep the lines going. That is not something that uh, people are going to seek in. Especially for people who just want to play games or get easy points in the smartphone and the phone easily nowadays. Yeah, so the the yeah, smartphones have changed the gaming industry entirely. So yeah. that's that's certainly true. Yeah. So now porn games have to get that have to transfer their style to that kind, and also for those old games that is like it's keeping the the, the old visual novel styles, even they want to produce that kind of things, they still have to get an overseas market. Right. Well, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. So, mm -hmm. so you, you feel like you kind of, where you're likely going to stay as a, as a permanent home within the company. Yeah. Are you satisfied with that? Or do you think you still might look for something else in the future? Well, I think uh, it depends on the, like, the coming, uh, what's that, salary evaluation <laughs> Oh, okay. Coming these these two months, video coming these two months. I as we are talking before this the recording. I was really poorly paid for this job, but I was why I didn't quit. Is simple. It's really simple. This because I was in the um was that naturalization process, and mm -hmm. the company that I'm working is really big, and that's what my this makes me get being like. Certified or I credit in the naturalization process. To be honest, um, uh, in Japan, they, if you go to through the naturalization process, you one of the things you have to certify that is that you can have stable income. And yeah. for this aspect, you really need if you have a like a big company or a famous company to as your working place, 
that is a really great help. Right, that makes perfect sense. So if you're gonna go for the citizenship path, yeah, having well, I think I mean that's not just Japan, but um, I, I think that. Whereas, like for example, in America,、mm. you have to have proof of steady income.、Mm. The name of the company you work for may not be as big a deal, but in Japan, that can really be a big deal. Like,、yeah. I work for this big, famous company, so I not only do I have a steady income, but it's like in a really stable, established corporation、yeah. or whatever.、Yeah. Um, okay, so that that leads to the the obvious natural question, which、mm. is, you know, come to Japan, language school, university. Work for abusive family company number one.、Uh, work for abusive,、uh, abusive higher ups in company two.、Uh, get transferred around in company three. Where in all of that are you starting to think, I'm I'm staying in Japan, and not only am I staying in Japan, but I am going to become a citizen. Um, When did that enter your head? <laughs> this is really again by like、uh, accidents or the like advice of from the outsiders. Really thankful that I like really meet the met the right person at the right time at the right place. That is actually back to my my recent company, but not my recent boss. The boss that I was the past. That I was still editing porno anime at you, so talking about like sexual organs not being more like censorship, <laughs> ship and <laughs> and doing this and talking about Gundam stuff with my co coworkers or my bosses, and one day in the lunch of all, with the, these kind of my higher ups in my team and my what's that, Bujo Bujo still is manager manager yes、yeah. so、the the department manager just asked. Uh, just asked me my attitude to the two thousand and nineteen Hong Kong protest against the what's that、uh, national national security war. Yeah, yeah. The the that thing really changed a lot of Hong Kong people's mind, and especially、uh, you, you that leads to the now why a lot of Hong Kong people go outside the country, outside city. Go to America, Australia, Canada, especially the UK in Central. And for me,、yeah. where the place that I can then like escape definitely that is Japan because I have a house here. <laughs> yeah, and and that steady job.、Right? Yeah, and what the then the after asking my like opinion towards this、uh, political thing and、uh, not political thing was that that the protest. Yeah. The My senior, my manager, that asked me like this: "You have a house here. You speak Japanese well, as the native did, and you, um, you have a, and you have a job here. And to be honest, I, as long as you don't do anything really awkward, I won't fire you. <laughs> Why you don't consider to like being naturalized as a Japanese?" And before he said that, you'd never thought about it. I was thinking to get the right of abode, but I didn't because thanks for my really bad time to being born. So I have a British national, I have British nationality and a Chinese nationality together. 
Yeah. And it's, it's really strange for the Chinese because this is like a special amendment for places like Hong Kong and Macau that will, that have like political ties with the past master country, master city or the colonial master, yeah. like, um, for Hong Kong, Britain, for Macau, that's it, Portuguese, Portugal. Yeah. And for other Chinese, we, they don't have that kind of exception. But for Hong Kong, we can have that general nationality. That for me, for my uh, British and Chinese. Yeah, there's no dual citizenship in China. So, so, yeah. yeah. So, but also thanks for that exception. If I have to get rid of my Chinese nationality, I have to really apply for Japanese or other that's full nationality. Uh, but before that, uh, before the like before the 2019 do- uh, demonstration or before my department manager talking about my like future, mm-hmm. like my future life or the and I was thinking that like, being your nationality has its own benefits. You can change your nationality when you need it or you don't need it in a, a travel in a trip in an overseas trip. Like if I were to go to a place that only the Chinese nationality get a part, get a visa wave, the program there, then I can switch my passport to Chinese and vice versa. If the place just accept British as free visa free access, <laughs> so I can switch the passport again. So I didn't want, and also being as like a dual nationality foreign, especially foreigner in this country, especially being British, is kind of like scarcity or like rare. That makes yeah. you makes make you like. Um, people will get more curious to you, yeah. And I don't want to to lose that like special speciality or what's it like that kind of like special status. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, wow, you're British and yeah. Chinese, and what's so interesting? Or like, why you can you get to double? Two nationalities together, or something. Yeah, it's, it's a rare, un, unusual thing. A lot of people would, would see it as like a really good, you know, interesting privilege. Yeah, yeah. That leads to me that I have to choose the like my future. Do I have to stay stay in the Chinese or British, or stay in a like uh, dual nationality of a Chinese and also British, or just simply get all the way forgotten and to be a Japanese? And finally, I, considering I am working in an anime industry or like mm-hmm. a porno anime industry, especially, I cannot go outside of Japan to get a living. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> working okay. in a in a starting in working in a, in that in this kind of industry, I probably cannot get rid get rid of like, get a new job in another industry anymore. Especially, I'm working a porno way. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. Impossible, but not easy. Not yeah. easy because yeah. really, like, pornography industry is a really like greatly discriminated, uh, discriminated industry that people think that we are involving like uh, hundreds of crimes, life stuff. Like we are maybe like bondage a girl, kidnap a girl, forcing them to do uh, sexual stuff or whatever it is. Well, yeah. it's kind of seen as like a. Uh, the underbelly of society, like the, yeah. the the part of society that you don't really talk about, but yeah. everyone knows exists, and yeah, people yeah. have a lot of odd uh, views of. Uh, I mean, because I mean, I've known you for some time now, and you're just like 
to me, you're just an ordinary guy yeah. who who likes anime and and you know is is not ashamed of of uh, being involved in in the porn side of that business. And I don't think there, personally, I don't think there is any shame in that either. Uh, and you know, maybe maybe that will uh, change in the future. I don't know, but um, I guess. I, this is changing the topic from that mm. a little bit, but so your your manager talks to you and suggests this idea. Do you, do you remember the moment that it's set in your head that you're like, ah, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna start the process to be Japanese. Is the Hong Kong post has break out on the, like April or May of 2019, and the, so this. I still remember the manager talking about this. It's like some t- time in the May 20, uh, 2019. And I start to take steps to ask the Japanese government, like this, the Ministry of Justice for these kind of things. Hombusho. Uh, yeah. And, and I make the phone call to make an appointment that I hope to start my, what's that? Naturalization process is like, July of 2019, something like that, probably. Hmm. No, a bit, maybe a more. No, not 2019, it's 2020. It should be sometime. It's sometimes before or after the corona. Oh, it's before corona, so it's 2019. <laughs> yeah, 2019. Uh, yeah, corona messes everyone's sense of time up. Yeah, like, yeah. It, you, lose, you feel like you've lost some years there. Yeah, yeah. In a way, we have, actually. Yeah. But. Oh, okay, so 2019, it, yeah. it kind of set in your head. You, and and then how long did the process take? Um, wait, uh, I think I really screwed up. The time that the manager has that that talk has that words for me is 2019. But the phone call I made should be 2020. Okay. I still get like I think I was still like getting consider like considering the things that we the things. Like soft after the demonstration, all the things will go bad. The, the place things turned out to go even worse than like expected. Okay, so, so it wasn't an immediate decision then. It, yeah. it took a little bit of while. Yeah, a little bit of while, but finally, no, no, no. I will get up. I'll get out with that mess. <laughs> okay. So it's two thousand twenty eight August two thousand twenty to twenty twenty, and then. I get like I get fully approved it as Japanese uh, on papers. That is May twenty twenty two. This is like more than like more or less a year ago that you've got officially. Yeah. Okay. Um, was was it particularly hard process? Uh, thanks for having us. Uh, like a stable job in a big company and we have a house so I can certify that I'm economically like actually stable in Japan and thanks to my neighbors they do not say any bad words for me maybe um, <laughs> they do sometimes ask you the, they do ask you like do the people around you know you are non-Japanese oh yes I walk around to the uh, the neighborhoods when I first come here to the, the house that I 
to the places to the, the neighbors to go to go to with the greetings. Yeah. And uh, what's that? The moving, the moving uh, and greetings. I hikoshi no aisatsu. Right, right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did you give like an omiyage, like yeah, pre- yeah, yeah. a moving present? A moving present, like yeah. uh, locking every door. Not now, locking. Uh, of course, now nowadays we push the like doorbell, right. ping pong. Uh, uh, it's good afternoon, Mrs. I'm uh, I'm Vincent from Hong Kong. I'm uh, now being your neighbor, your new neighbor. I'm it's uh, my pleasure to be one of, to be one of the community. And we have uh, have like uh, prepared some chocolates at the present here at the present of my coming. Please kindly receive it. If yeah. I translate the whole thing in English. That's a bit more or less or something like that. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> so, yeah. And it always sounds a little bit ridiculous in English, but it makes perfect sense in Japanese. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And <laughs> and um, please, uh, uh, maybe we maybe we're a bit like impolite, maybe around foreign, so we maybe some break some like rules here. Um, but please, uh, kindly accept. Uh, thank you very much. Something like that. And. And you pretty much live quietly by yourself too. You're not you're not having wild parties here not with loud music or anything. No, no, no. Because to be honest, they are uh, like families with kids around. Yeah. Those kids are more noisy than me. Yeah, yeah, okay. Asking me, when is the last prayer together? No, no, I'm sleeping, kid. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, so, and of course you have the language ability, so that was not going to be an issue for getting citizenship, too. Um, I, have, I have to ask, though, I, I know that you work for a large company for which, like, uh, anime porno is not the only part of that company. Yeah. Did you worry at any point that, like, the fact that you work in the, like, adult erotic business, that that could be because you talked about how it's kind of looked at as mm-hmm. as like a negative thing or like people have have a bad image of people who work in the porno industry mm-hmm. um did you ever think that that might hurt your chance to become a citizen um yeah so i didn't like go into details or, or <laughs> i didn't go into details about the, the genitalia I'm editing. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even I talk about the titles, they don't normally... They, I have once talked about the non-adult stuff that I have worked in, but the, uh, the, like, the government stuff, like, Wait, what the hell you're talking about? Because they may be not... Like, they are not animation fans, so they don't have the knowledge, but they just know me. I am an anime editor. I'm an animator. That is already it is good already for them. Okay, that's good. Okay, all right. So you can you can be kind of vague about what yeah. what exactly you work on and yeah. and they they accept it. Okay, yeah. because I'm because that company is because the company I'm working in is big and they do work in something not and non They still yeah. working yeah. in. The, yeah. yeah. Well, I was saying the name of the company. Yeah, they're they're big and they work in non-adult areas as well. So, so that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And to be honest, I like. Like ten or twenty percent of my works is not really that porn oriented. Okay. Okay. So you you had plenty of examples you could give that weren't gonna yeah uh, put, not up, only... put, put up any red flags. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> um, was there any part of the process that you did feel was tr- more tricky or difficult, or was it all pretty straightforward? Generally straightforward, but I don't know why they need a certificate of nationality that is out of your passport. <laughs> Passport is not accepted for as a certificate of nationality, but they need you to provide a paper that to certify your nationality. 
Ah, so you have to get a special document from, like, you had to go to, like, the British Embassy or something like that? Uh, Hong Kong? Um, Hong both Kong, Hong Kong. Hong Kong doesn't have an embassy. Um, uh, the, the Hong Kong Immigration Department, which is which also had function as, a, like, a home office. Okay. And, and that's where you went? Uh, like, not I went to, I sent letters to, especially in the corona times, sir. <laughs> All right. Okay. So yeah, through correspondence. But okay. uh, unfortunately, I because I first come in Japan in the with my Hong Kong Chinese nationality, and then I changed my re- my my registration of nationality in Japan from the Chinese one to the British one. The Ministry of Justice knows I have your nationality. Ah, <laughs> uh, that made it complicated. Yeah. yeah, and I don't. The staff do ask me why you. Being that honest that handled the, the, the two nationality. You have my records, man. <laughs> yeah. You know what I am. <laughs> yeah, you know how I am. And sometimes they do send, after I tr- quit, I changed my nationality regist- uh, registration to British, they still send letters in my Chinese name. So I know that they have the records on their and the hands. Yeah. And if I... Being discovered later that I have intentionally not reported the nationality that I was having, yeah. I will be in great trouble. That is as simple as like, can- like uh, canceling your Jap- uh, like for your Japanese nationality, and even like put it to jail because it's like uh, like fraud. fraud. Yes, it's yeah, fraud. Yeah. It's a fraud. It's a criminal offense of of law. So to prevent all those things, okay, I will spend like. Spend like more uh, ten thousand of yens to to the uh to both the Home Office and the Hong Kong the Immigration Department for to prevent all the risk. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean that's yeah. that's I mean that's the Japanese government though. It's not surprising yeah. they 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 are very thorough and they want yeah. you to be thorough too. Mm. And yeah, they, they have to have all that correct paperwork to make anything work in Japan. That's that's not surprising. Yeah. I think that's. Uh, I was I was talking about this on an episode of my uh, my YouTube channel that that I think that Japanese bureaucracy is often complained about by foreigners in Japan, but I think it's because more often than not, it's because the foreigners just don't take enough effort to prepare all the documents that are needed, and so when they arrive at the bureau office or whatever and they don't have something, then they get upset and they blame it on the bureaucrats when it's actually their own fault because they weren't as detail-oriented as they needed to be. Like, yeah. maybe you need that mind of the programmer <laughs> to, yes, yes. to detail-oriented programming yes. to, to, to deal with Japanese bureaucracy, but it's, it's not their fault. I mean, yeah. it's just the, they, they have an attention to detail yeah. that if, if you are willing to, as a foreign resident, to pay attention to uh, I, you, you can get away with. I mean, you, you don't have all those problems that people complain about all the time. And then that is. But thanks. But to be honest, I'm not like. I do here need to prepare for like two countries. That yeah. mean that literally two persons. Uh, since documents equivalent to two persons documents because I have to provide the both nationalities <laughs> okay, documents. Yeah. But I'm actually straightforward the type count as the type of straightforward because I get did I get an entry or I need extra paperwork. 
they, they, after I have gathered all the papers and toast to the, toast to the, uh, to the person in charge for my cases and just like, I was just generally waiting for, like, waiting for replies and then like after months and then they uh, say, oh, we are probably ready for that. So you just going to renounce your original nationalities. Yeah, D's for yeah. So like, yeah. If you came here and you were, I don't know, you were uh, someone who is originally from Europe and you hold like nationalities in four different countries or something, you have a lot more work to do <laughs> in Japan because yeah. you have to provide the paperwork from all of them and renounce all of them because Japan, yeah. like China, doesn't allow dual citizenship. So. Uh, not even in special cases. So, uh, for me as an American only, I guess I'd only have to do one set of paperwork. But uh, yeah, you had to do two. And I'm, I obviously this is audio only podcast, so yeah. people listening can't hear this. But you basically just put a checklist in front of me of, yeah. of everything you need and have to provide, and it's it's uh, quite extensive with seventeen items and uh, several itemized items within each of those numbered items. So like number five has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different lines of things to fulfill that particular requirement. So that's, that's very particular, but overall from your description, it, it it took time and effort, but ultimately wasn't difficult. Wasn't difficult for my case. I was a lucky, I was generally for a lucky case that even the, like the district, the district office office for uh, the Ministry of Justice saying that what do you have any like advice to us that why your case can get that smooth the the headquarters didn't say and any NGs for you any NGs that's mean uh like no uh, uh, no good here no good for your case why I do want to ask you that for that sir <laughs> yeah like yeah that was, <laughs> that's funny they're asking you it's like well. You tell me, like <laughs> I just did what you told me to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have like, generally like provided like ninety, uh, like nearly ninety five percent of the paperwork they require me to to hand in. That and the remaining five percent is that we don't have that kind of like system in like Britain or in Hong Kong, so I cannot yeah. make that document. And just I just and what they yeah, require me is just they need me to have to record the. Give me them a screenshot of the official reply of the e- reply email from the authority that set, gives you an entry for the documents, and then that's end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't have that. We don't have that that thing. So here's yeah. and here's the proof that we don't have, have that. that. Yeah, that makes sense. And, well, if I ever take citizenship myself here, if I ever decide to go that route, I'm going to be asking you questions <laughs> since, <laughs> since I want mine to go as smooth as yours did. Well, I think you will go more straightforward than me because you have a you have your wife as a Japanese here. You are going to a you are going to a more simplified ways. Yeah, and I also work, you know, full time at a a pretty stable uh, workplace. So that with that, yeah, and I, obviously having a having a Japanese spouse changes things too because it's like yeah. Um, I mean, it was it was getting the Japanese spousal visa mm-hmm. to come to Japan was one of the easiest bits of paperwork I've ever done in my life. It was so simple to get a spouse visa and, and I'm already I'm already a yeah. permanent resident, so I have yeah. the, the age you shall you know, I have I have that, yeah. so um, no criminal record yet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yet. Yeah, yeah. Well 
maybe I'll start. Maybe I'll start doing side business in the uh, uh, anime <laughs> porno industry. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but for criminal record, that is also one special thing for me. They never asked me for that. Really? Yeah. Uh, maybe because I come in here, come in Japan really young, in the really young ages. I come in. I uh maybe I did I speak uh, let's talk about that in at the beginning of this broadcast I just forgot but I come here when I was seventeen. Yeah, well you yeah right out of yeah. uh, high school so yeah. right out of high school so I read comedy pretty young and I don't have like the ability to like the bear the responsibility of a criminal offense at yeah. that point of time so maybe they consider it as a if. I am a criminal, or if I'm a criminal, the Japanese government or the Japanese police officers have no record more than the Hong Kong did, so they didn't require well, me. To. Yeah, maybe that's true. Like yeah. I've, I mean, I've been here 18 years, and if I had any criminal record, it would be here, not not, not in America, not in America, yeah, not in our home motherland. I, I do believe, I do believe, when I applied for PR, I had to like sign something that said I I've never been convicted of a crime anywhere, but I don't. I don't. I know I didn't have to provide any specific. Mm. Like I didn't have to call up mm. the FBI and say, "Please, please send an, em- an empty <laughs> file on me to prove that I've never committed." Like I didn't have any. I didn't have to provide <laughs> yeah. any proof. So yeah. In general, like tell us something that if you're going to be immig- uh, immigrants on of any country, you are pre- you have to call the police or the police office or whatever to provide the, the so-called non-criminal records or that thing. Yeah, I yeah. had to do that. Uh, I was originally, uh, I got uh, certified as a public school teacher in America yeah. before I came to Japan. Mm-hmm. That's what I was originally going to do when I graduated from university was mm-hmm. become a public school teacher. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I had to do a criminal background check mm-hmm. to get my teacher license. I mean, yeah. that's just... You know, they don't want someone with a criminal <laughs> record to, to be, be, you know, teaching kids in a public well, school. What, so. what, what are you going to teach? Are you teaching language, knowledge, or are you teaching criminal knowledge? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm teaching. I'm teaching kids how to survive on the streets, <laughs> or maybe something like that. <laughs> yeah. And so they need your criminal record, but that's it's really strange for my case that they don't really need me. Requ- they don't require me. I was thinking that if they require me, I need. That will be me to going to back to Hong Kong and asking for them to send the the criminal record to the Japanese government. So that will be trouble in the co- Corona era, sir. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's then it's lucky that they didn't. Mm. Um, well, we we've talked for well over an hour now. <laughs> I, I, I want to thank you so much for agreeing to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I mentioned, you're the first guest who has actually gone through the process of mm-hmm. citizenship, and I'm I'm happy that I'm glad you shared that with me. And and I maybe if if there's enough interest, like if people ask questions and whatnot mm-hmm. after this episode, uh, they want more details about the process itself. I may ask you for a, a like maybe a a, sh- a short detail oriented um, podcast in the future. <laughs> but I think for the for the purposes of now, like you had a really interesting story and. That it's great because like mm-hmm. everyone I've talked to so far has had had a completely different story about how they ended up in Japan and mm-hmm. ended up staying and and you're the first. Uh, you I I'm, I've been mis mis what's the word mis naming you this entire time. You're not a foreigner. You're Japanese. I you yeah you actually <laughs> do not qualify for this podcast. <laughs> I'm supposed to be interviewing foreigners in. 
living long term in Japan, but you're a Japanese, so I, I might have to erase this entire episode. <laughs> uh, but that's okay because I like be, even I'm a, being a Japanese on paper. I know I like in the mind on the ideology in the ways of thinking. I'm still a foreign way. Uh, yeah, you cannot just the, as the like the senpai call hierarchy thing. Still, I mean, like. They judge a person not by the senior, junior, junior thing, but I judge judge a person not just the things by the ability or the capability for a person instead, mm-hmm. or in uh, and others in central. Especially, I'm working in a department full of foreigners, few yeah. Japanese here. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool, Winston. Thank you so much for agreeing to do this. <laughs> and uh, also, thank you for you know we're we're actually recording this in your home, so you you gave me a house tour, which was pretty awesome. Uh, thank you for that. Um, and yeah, uh, anything, any final words of advice or any final thing that you want to say before we sign off? Yeah, uh, the final thing is that um, life in Japan is not easy, especially right if you are not a Japanese speaking person, but. Um, how say, Japan is a, like is a wonderful place or a lot of things, but um, you have to learn a lot. And after you have overcome those like really hard times, it hard times, failure, like uh, that what say, see the good side of Japan, the mm-hmm. hosp- the hospitality things, the things pre person like the pre the. Co-workers or the friends like always drinking after works, yeah. speaking speaking of like bit like stupid things in central in central. Like if you have to stay in Japan or stay in other country, like make sure why and what you want to do here. Yeah, uh, it's a lot of Japanese uh, students from overseas that they have no like clear intentions or things like, like they are just wasting time and money here or their families money and their time and money here end up with nothing and they return them to their home country or going to another country again and that is like like waste of chance and yeah. make sure you're what you are doing what you're aiming at like although I have like go to a, like a really complicated ways but finally I have at least not exact, maybe not exactly, but actually, but like more or less close to the like my final dream, like working in an animation company, being a citizen of the country, country that that I loved, and having a stable life and enjoying myself. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, yeah, the, getting over that. Th- there's going to be a learning curve in Japan because it is a culture that. Was very different for you and very different for me, and mm-hmm. yeah, we we kind of we can look back at those situations that we <laughs> we know we didn't handle correctly and that we learned from and mm-hmm. and and began to understand how things really work and how we can both fit into the system and still float outside of it sometimes, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but at the same time, yeah, your message of of having a clear idea of why you're staying here when you're here, I think, is important important because not only do people come here and have no clear purpose and end up leaving there's also people who end up staying here and just kind of 
have a floating existence where they don't really fit in,、mm. they don't have a clear purpose, and they're kind of trapped in Japan. You don't want to be that、yeah. type of person either. Like、yeah. the perpetual、uh, English teacher who just does it because it's, you know, you work at an English conversation school because it's easy,、mm-hmm. and then you have no plan on where you're going from the future of that.、Mm. You know, you don't want to do that either.、Mm. So I, I think, I think you.、Mm. I think you nailed it pretty well with that. Like、mm-hmm. the 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 learning curve plus、mm-hmm. having a, a clear purpose makes a lot、uh, of sense. And just let me add another word on. Go for it. <laughs> and an advice to all the students that is coming to Japan and、mm-hmm. or staying in Japan now. Never just stick with the your friends in the same country as you. <laughs> ah, so like yeah, all of the English. Speakers stay in stay together. together. All the Chinese stay together. All the Koreans stay in there. You never develop your Japanese skills and the where the skills to deal with Japanese people around、yeah. if you just stay in the、uh, like the in the the community that you are original in. One hundred percent. Yeah. People saying that Japanese is not friendly is because it's always because they do not got out of the community that are、uh, they are originally in. Yes, if you are going to Japan and still sticking with the Chinese community, Korean community, English speaking community, you are just keep staying in that in your like the motherland, about the, your your home country. Don't make a difference. If that. Means that if you're going to sh- to other place like China, America, Australia, whatever the hell it is, if you stay in the, the community there, the you can never like face the real society of the foreign countries you are in. You、oh. will find you never fit in the the community in the like the foreign community that you are. You should be in, and end up with a really like pitiful experience for the whole foreign your foreign life. That will be that is really a waste, and I see a lot of overseas students that criticizing Japanese is not Japanese is not friendly of that. Have you ever tried to stay out of the original Chinese class that you are staying speaking in? <laughs> yeah. yeah.、Uh, sorry for like making the flings things too long though. <laughs> no, no, no. It was a good final rant because it's、yeah. it's, it's very very true. Yeah. All right, dude. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for inviting me here. Thank you very much for agreeing to do this podcast.、Um, thank you to all of you who are listening. And if you're interested in hearing more of this story, we could do a follow up at the future if you want to know more about the whole gaining a citizenship thing. But yeah, thanks for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you, Winston. Thank you.